Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of GDP Radio Live right here at GDPRadio.com. As always, my name is Mike Mullins, broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And per usual, I pulled my limousine, or someone pulls my limousine to the front spot, opens the door for me to walk in on the red carpet, up through the diamond elevators with the champagne and the bubbly and the caviar, where I have four supermodels spritzing me off with a, a light mist. <laughs> In case, I, in case I get a little bit warm and we get to the top, the tippy's top floor of the tallest building in all of Raleigh, North Carolina, I go to the top of the tower, and this is the reason why I do this. I clung ring by rung by rung all the way to the top of the tower. And at the very top of the DDP Radio Megaplex Tower, I look to the snow-covered mountain on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario. And in that spot, there is a red radiating light, the spirit of my co-host, Crystal Stewart, and the red light catches the tower and boom, blasts DDP radio to all ends of the universe and beyond. Crystal, how are you, my friends? <laughs> I'm good. I mean, it's not snowing. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's kind of perfect. Well, I just told everyone you were on a snow-covered mountain, so stop killing the kayfabe over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this this will just prove, you know, you kind of stretch the truth just a wee bit. Are you trying to tell me that there was four supermodels escorting me up the escalator as I was talking? <laughs> Not even a maybe. <laughs> okay, it was it was Josh McAdoo in a bikini, but that was close. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, we're off to a start. <laughs> uh, first right. off, to, to real quick, I just wanted to acknowledge uh, we just lost uh, Terry Funk, which is probably one of my yep. very top favorite wrestlers ever. Uh, and um, I am obsessed with uh, Terry Funk's run in Memphis uh, with the Jerry Lawler and the uh, eye for an eye match. And, oh, man, there is no better wrestling personality talent than Terry Funk. And I am heartbroken 
to hear of his passing, but the one thing that endured me to Cherry Funk more than anything is a true story. Back a few years ago at the Cauliflower Alley Club, he harassed Josh McAdoo the entire weekend. He called him. He called him ugly. He was hard, he was just given. He was given Josh McAdoo shit the entire weekend, which makes uh, Terry Funk a legend in my book. Um, I just don't even know what to say because <laughs> is that true? Yeah, it's true. He they were they were goofing around, but he kept saying wow. that. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's one of my favorite things. And I actually made up a little campaign poster a couple of years ago. That said, uh, Josh McAdoo is ugly. Quote Terry Funk, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I sent it. I sent it to Josh. So he, uh, one of my favorites for sure. But uh, rest oh in peace, uh, Terry Funk. He was a, a hell of a hell of an athlete, tell a talent, uh, and uh, the Funks out of Amarillo. Uh, definitely an end of an era. Absolutely. I can't think of a, a wrestling show without him. Actually. You know, uh, from my childhood, you know, he was just, man, he was so amazing. Yeah. I, Unforgettable. So, absolutely. And uh, real quick, I just want to say, I had the uh, the opportunity, I actually got to see his very last match. Uh, it was in 2017. Oh, wow. It was Jerry Lawler, Brian Christopher, yeah. and Doug Gilbert versus Terry Funk and the Rock and Roll Express at the Raleigh Dorton Arena. Uh, I got to see wow. that show. It was about it was about a thousand degrees inside of that building. It was hot as hell, sweaty, and Terry Funk was seventy four years old. And as soon as Jerry Lawler hit him with that drop kick, he took a bump like he was a thirty year old. That guy had no <laughs> quit in him, had no never say die attitude. In fact, I still don't believe Terry Funk's dead because I think I pretty much assumed he was like Keith Richards gonna live forever. So uh that was a cool moment. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, it'd be kind of an interesting place to see, you know, him and Rowdy Piper and, you know, everybody together again up in heaven. Can you imagine what they're going to do up there? Good Lord. (laughs) Oh, man. I'd I'd hate to be the security. That's all I'm going to say. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Uh, to to move on here, because we only have a limited amount of time, and I've already took up too much of time yapping. I know you've been working very hard and bringing us some amazing stories and uh, an amazing guest, and I know tonight is uh, is just uh, going to be another awesome, inspirational show. So without any further ado, will you introduce who we got coming on tonight to talk for our Warrior of the Week? Sure. So um, first off, I want to say happy Wednesday, everyone. I can't believe that summer is winding down. We are coming into fall so quickly, it's crazy. On tonight's episode of DDP Radio, Mike and I welcome Jason Sparks Sr. to the show. When reading what Jason wrote to me, um, the need of having a workable plan is incredibly important. Modification and perseverance immediately come to mind as well. I also hear Arthur's words of wisdom, just because I can't do something now doesn't mean that I won't be able to do it someday. Having a clear why is important as you work towards your goals, whatever they may be. Many reasons bring people to DDPY. There may 
but there is only one reason and one person that can get you on that mat, and that person is yourself. Please welcome Jason Sparks Sr. to the show this week. Well, what an amazing introduction for everybody on the air tonight. Aw, hi, Jason. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Good day from you. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. We appreciate it. No, my pleasure, even though we're all definitely, you know, working under the pall of having, you know, the incredible Terry Funk having passed away, you know, I, that that one hit me hard, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's my childhood yeah, it, right it, there. Absolutely. It's one of those things that, like, uh, you, you don't think it's ever going to be gone until it's gone. You take it for granted. And uh, Terry Funk is one of those guys that was just always omnipresent and uh, total bummer. Yes, yep, 100%. Well, uh, so I, I on the show, we have the Warrior of the Week segment. We, we always get to know each other on the air. We don't have a, a planned out script. We don't have planned out questions. We'd like to just call it in the ring. And uh, the one starting point we always jump off of, though, is every warrior, every superhero needs an origin story. What is the origin story that brought you to this place right here where you decided to try DDPY and you're having success with it? and you're here on the show tonight, what were the circumstances that made you take that initial plunge? Well, you know, that all comes down to one guy. I am a single dad raising my son, and that boy is my absolute life. There is nothing more important in life. And for the longest time, I didn't care much about my health. I thought, as long as I'm focusing on him, it's okay. Until one day he looked up at me, and, you know, he was about seven or eight years old at that time, and he goes, Daddy, will you run with me? And I said, sure. I made it maybe 10 feet and was out of breath, and he stopped, and he came back. He put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, it's okay, Daddy. One of these days you'll run with me. And I looked at him. And I said, yeah, Daddy's going to have to do some changing, son, but one of these days I'm going to run with you. And I have no idea how heavy I was at that point. I had a scale that went up to only like 345 or 350, and I had maxed it out a few years before. I, so I honestly don't know how heavy I got because I was too embarrassed to find out how much I weighed. And, you know, I was looking at different things. I tried to do walks. I got, at, at that time, um, like the Wii was still a popular console. So I got the Wii Fit and did a little bit with that and You know, I tried this, I tried that, and in 2019, I was sitting here, it was on February evening, and I was scrolling through, and I just saw an ad, and it said, DDP yoga. I was like, well, you know, I've got some friends that have done yoga before. I'll, I'll give that a try. It was, you know, tax return season. I had the money. Well, I'll give it a shot. And 
the next day I told my son, Daddy's doing yoga. And he looked at me and he said, what's yoga? I said, I don't know, but we're going to figure this out. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's really where I walked in because I hadn't seen any of the testimonial videos that I know so many other people that I've come in contact with have said, oh, this is what got me on the path. This is what got me on the path. I got in because I saw an advertisement and I was to the end of being able to find something to work. And I just thought that I was never going to be able to run with my son. I was never going to be able to be there. And the longer I thought about it, I'm like, I'm not going to live long enough to see that little boy grow into a man and to be there and to support him. And That's a hard thing to realize. Yeah. And it was time to man up. And before I ever wanted a career in my life, I knew I wanted to be a father. So what kind of a dad was I being? I was providing food, shelter. He had clothes. He had toys. I played with him, but always in a sedentary way. And it had to change because he needed his dad around for longer than just at that point, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it until he was even through high school. But as bad as my health was, as heavy as I knew I was, because I had some 4X shirts that were tight at the time. Some 5 and 6Xs were comfortable. And something had to change. So DDPY was that catalyst to change. Wow. And here I am. I mean, that, that's, that's incredible. I mean... Just being a you know a single dad, you know, uh, it's you and him against the world. You know, you guys have that special mm-hmm. bond, and 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 I'm sure when you're in that moment, your 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 key elements uh, provide felt shelter, food, and, and 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 being selfish in that moment it seems almost like a negative thing. Like yeah, I got to focus on him. I can't worry about me. But then when you realize that you not worrying about you is taking so much from him and, and that you need to give yourself that time for yourself to get healthy, to get fit, because that's the ultimate gift you can give. You can't take care of somebody if you can't take care of yourself. And the reason yep. when you found that and you found that inspiration in that, that's such a beautiful thing. And it's such a gift to him. Ultimately, you've got that for yourself and you're getting healthy, you know, and it feels good, but it's an ultimate gift for your son. And that's beautiful. Hitting the nail on the head, my friend exactly what it is. I've got to make sure I'm there, around for that little boy. There's a quote that I have downstairs in the dungeon, and it says, you can't get self-care from someone else. Ooh. Ooh. I want to steal that. Is that all right, Crystal? Yeah, of course. You can. I love that. Of course. Anything for you. <laughs> so how is, your, how is your son... How is he taking to all this? I mean, he must be super impressed by what you've done. Like, first of all, uh, tell us the changes that you made. Tell us the successes that far. And, and then how does your, your family, how does your son feel about what his dad's doing right now? Well, he is probably one of my strongest supporters in all of this. Uh, awesome. He's watched me go from those four, five, six X shirts 
down to extra large. I'm at 260 pounds. I'm down to jeans that are size 34 by 32 instead of the 44 and 46 by 32 that I used to be. Um, while some other things have happened that doesn't allow me to run with him, I've been able to teach him. I've gotten into weightlifting uh, along with the jack straps and power cuffs with uh, Dr. Tom and I, I've been showing him how to do weightlifting. He's a teenager now, and, you know, he's watching me do these things. He's wanting to come in here and do yoga with me, and he'll look at me, and even though he's growing, he says, Dad, one of these days, I want to be strong like you've become. I want to be able to move the way that you move, even as big, and he's meaning, you know, six foot two, which isn't super tall, but you know, pretty big still for a kid. It's like the way you move, you can move around better than I can, more flexibly. Um, and his weight, he says that he doesn't want to eat a bunch of junk because he doesn't want to ever have to go through the weight loss that I've had to. So that has meant a whole lot to me because he's seen how hard I've worked. He knows that for multiple years, I never took a single day off of the mat even with injuries, and, you know, it just, him coming in and saying, Dad, have you worked out? Yes, son, good. He'll give me a hug. Even as a teenager, he'll come up and give me a hug. If I haven't, he'll look at me and he'll go, don't you think you should? <laughs> and, I love I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that I live for him, and that kid is my everything in this life and it it's so good I didn't grow up with a whole lot of self-value I that was not instilled by my parents but he knows that he is valuable because he told me this one night about a year and a half ago I said son you know that you're somebody awesome he goes yes well my dad wouldn't be doing what he's doing for me Aww. And wow. made an old man cry. <laughs> uh, that, that's beautiful, man. That's, I mean, I love that. That's that's special. And just uh, the uh, example you're setting, like just the the, the healthy eating, the the working out, and but also the fact that you're you're showing him that there's something worth fighting for. And if you believe in something and if you love something enough and you dig down deep, you can, you can change the world and change your world. Um, what yes, an sir. example for a child to grow up with. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. I'm trying my best. <laughs> that's the best I can do to do better each day. <laughs> and well, just think when you are, oh, go ahead, Chris, sorry, sorry. leading the way. No, I was just going to say, and just think, a wrestler is leading the way. Yeah. If Dallas wanted to have done DDPY, if he wanted to have created YRG, if he wanted to have started after getting injured and, you know, having to go through some of those videos that he didn't want to go through to learn some of the basics of the power yoga to build YRG and build DDPY, I don't know if I'd be let alone not here speaking with the both of you. Of course, none of us would be here without Dallas. I probably, my health at the time, as bad as it was, 
I may not be speaking to anybody. Wow. So I'm very thankful for Dallas and what Dallas put together and what he and Steve put out to the world. You know, it it means the world to me. Wow. They gave me my son. That's, that's incredible. That's, that's my son. That's a heavy that's a heavy statement and you know, I, I identify I, I've been there when you start putting on weight and once your scale maxes out and so in that in your mind, well I can't check so it doesn't exist. So there's the avoidance, there's the denial. Um, for years, whenever I got asked my weight, I would say ERR because I get the error message because I'm too big for the scale. That's how much I weigh, ERR. But it, it sneaks up on you, and, and you stop weighing yourself, and you stop paying attention, but you know you're, you're getting bigger and you're weighing more and you're unhealthier. But then there becomes this time where everything kind of sinks in, and you realize, I can't breathe well. I can't move well. I'm not comfortable ever. And that's more impactful than any kind of number on the scale can tell you is when your body tells you. And by the time your body tells you, sometimes you, you almost feel like, well, it's too late. I've dug my grave. And the depression kicks in and the motivation to change becomes difficult because you, now you know you're worse than ever, but it's so daunting to, to look at the other side of this. And the hardest thing you can do is have that realization and decide you had enough and start working because once you start putting in the work and once you decide you're committed to change, the work isn't easy, but you realize how worth it it is. But taking those first steps are, are mm-hmm. terrifying. How did you kind of feel in those moments where you're like, I'm committed to change, and then you start putting in the work to change things? How was the initial launch of this uh, change for you? Well, initially... I was thinking to myself, I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to fail at this. That's all I could think. And my son was in elementary school. I was doing my workouts at night after work. And whenever I would say, I'm not going to do this, you know, the heck with it. I'm, I'm done. I can't get any better. I can't do this. And all the negativity, negativity, I would walk over to my son's room and say, I'm just going to check on him. And I'd see him laying there and sleeping and look at him and be like, I can do this because he's worth it. And I would come back to the mat. And probably, I probably took a month of having to do it like that almost every single day of saying, I can't, it's too much, I'm going to fail at this. For me to finally say, holy smokes, I'm starting to make progress. I'm starting to feel something different. I want to do this. I would tell my friends, hey, I'm doing yoga, and they would kind of giggle at me, you know, because a bunch of big burly guys, and they're like, oh, I ain't going to do nothing with yoga. You're crazy to do (laughs) it. And then one of them went for a vacation. They were gone for a couple of weeks, and they came back, and they looked at me, and they said, where did the rest of you go? I said, what do you mean? Because whenever you're in it, and if anybody out there is listening, going, I don't know if I should take the pictures, take the pictures more than even once a month. Right. Especially at the beginning, I beg you, because I wasn't doing that. I took that initial set of pictures. I was embarrassed. I'm like, I don't want to take a picture of myself ever again. 
until he came back and said, where did the rest of you go? And I noticed, I took pictures and I did the side-by-side. And, you know, full month in, maybe, you know, five weeks in, like, holy smokes, there is about, I'd say probably 30 to 40% less of me hanging over. I had plenty of the Dunlop disease where my belly had Dunlopped over my belt. That's an oldie but a goodie. And but it was it was shrinking. <laughs> and he finally came up to me, he's like, So what do you call this again? I said it's DDPY. And then some of the females I was working with were like, So how are you losing all this weight? Are you on a diet? Are you I said, No, I changed what I'm eating. I'm not doing a diet where I'm restricting this, restricting that. I'm just being careful about what I eat. I don't need to feel like, hey, because I've gone to work today, I need to refuel and have, I'll admit it, four or five hamburgers like I had been for years. Instead, I was going and I was getting grilled chicken. I love Brussels sprouts and broccoli. I was eating those fairly often. Black olives, lots of meat, and decided I didn't want the dairy anymore. I decided I've never been a, anybody that drank and have no problem with the people that do. It's just something not for me. So I didn't have to worry about that. But I had these other things that I was addicted to, all those burgers, the carbs, the excess, because I thought, oh, I need to fuel myself. But I wasn't just fueling myself. I was destroying myself until I got on that mat and realized that I can rebuild myself and become the better person that was always hiding inside of me somewhere that I had fought off to realize. And then I loved getting on that mat. I loved being able to share with people. I loved getting into the community. Uh, You know, it took me a couple of months before I got into the DDP Yoga Facebook page uh, and started to meet people in there and seeing all these other people progressing and seeing what they were doing and being like, heck yeah, you're awesome. Look at you. Look what you have been able to accomplish, what you can do. And then you start seeing you know, some of the folks that have been in it for a while. Like in the very beginning, I'll tell you my two biggest inspirations, well, three biggest inspirations in this page because I was almost going to put Derek Sakahara in his own, uh, <laughs> own lofty place. I absolutely adore Derek. Me too. But the other two were Beverly right, well, Bauma and Heather Berkowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get credit with those two at least? Those well, I'm two sorry, at least can you we'll, we'll give you. Heather and who? Beverly. Beverly, Beverly. yeah. Yep, yes, I'm sorry. Awesome. I, I I talked over that. I was I was too offended by the mention of Garrett on the show. That I had uh, well, he he literally just texted me four minutes ago because, and he knows I'm on the show, so he deserves that. Well, bothering me while on the show, so um, we'll, we'll, we'll let but him that's what Garrett does, right? <laughs> hey, now I'll be honest with you. I waited to meet Garrett for so many years. I started in 2019, and at the transformation summit this year, he wasn't going to be there, and he said, "Hey, man." If you're in town the day before summit starts, if you want to grab coffee, that'd be cool so I can finally meet you. And I made a shirt that said I waited like uh, 
1,400 some days to meet Garrett and got him to sign it and everything else. That was just like one of those sweet happy moments. moments. Oh, that's all. Yeah, him and Dylan went out to the West Coast, and then he had a like a cruise he was going on with his parents during the summit. So that's cool. We got to, mm-hmm. to check in with him. That guy. Okay, first of all, uh, my wife and I, you know, went away with him uh, a few months back. We went we went to the uh, Charlotte area with him, mm-hmm. and it was a wrestling. It was a wrestling event. And walking down the street, we were. I was walking down the street with DDP. I was walking down the street with Jake. And nobody got a response like Garrett got a response. Like, people were yelling his name from across the street. I swear to God, he was the mayor of that thing. Everyone loves Garrett. So uh, I like to be the one to take him down a couple notches to keep him humble. Oh, now you know that you got to be Team Red Headband, man. You know you right? have to be. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. My wife and I were just talking about that yesterday, about when we went there, how Garrett's the mayor of, of anywhere he goes. <laughs> But um, <laughs> it's true. Oh, but uh, no, that's that's amazing. And so, obviously, your reason was for your son. But also, there's a pr- lot of pretty awesome perks that come along with getting healthy and changing your life for you too. I mean, your life must be easier. I mean, physically, like when you get to that weight from somebody who's been there, life becomes very uncomfortable everywhere. And mm-hmm. suddenly, when you start getting healthy the world kind of reopens up again for you. You're willing to try things and go places and do things. How has that been like for you, and how have you uh, found that change to be in just being out there in the world again? Well, it's, it's interesting because I don't know if most any point whenever I was like in my 30s, I was able to go to a regular department store to buy clothes. Um, Whenever I bought a car, I bought the largest full-size car that I was able to. You know, I'm not a truck guy. I like cars. So I found a large car that I am now sitting in. And even today I was driving it. I can sit sideways in this car whenever I used to have the seat all the way back with my stomach and my thighs rubbing the steering wheel even whenever it was tilted up. So now I can go to stores. I People don't point and look because, let's be honest, the world is primarily a pretty rough place whenever you're really, really large. A lot of people are like, holy smokes, look at that person. They're huge. You know, being tall and, you know, over 350 pounds, Lord knows what I actually had gotten to, I stood out in the crowd. So I'm no longer as visible. It kind of feels nice to not be, you know, almost a sideshow for people whenever you're out in public, for people that would say, oh, wide load coming through, and they'd spread 10 feet wide if you were walking on a sidewalk just to be mean, you know, I don't have to see that, I, not personally. And now whenever I see people doing that to anyone else, I'm like, no, uh-uh, not cool. Treat them with respect no matter what. They're still human beings because I still feel the embarrassment, the pain that they were going through. And 
you know, I had to wait until I was ready myself to make the change in my life. And whatever I did, you know, I still have issues with walking from an injury. But I can move. I can go to places. I can fit in clothes off of a store shelf without having to go to the big and tall. And that's that, that, beautiful. That alone, I, I always tell people, if, you, if you've ever been a 4XL or a 5XL or above, you, I mean, you don't realize how much of the world is closed off to you. I mean, try going away for the weekend on a Friday night and rip your pants for a wedding the next morning and try finding a place that has four 5XL pants at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's impossible. You, I mean, your 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 situation is so dependent on on your weight, and and so much of the world is closed off. You try going to a restaurant where there's no tables available, and there's only a, a booth, and uh, try getting in that booth, and the embarrassment of asking for a chair, or if they don't have a chair, having to wait an extra hour because you, you can't fit in with your friends. It's it's a difficult life, and beyond the physicality, uh, you know, the the physical and and the and just the, the the shame of it all. I mean, it's embarrassing. It all of these situations that you put yourself in that nobody understands, and it, it, nobody will understand unless you've been in it. But once you know, you're able to kind of turn things around and and, and understand that you're a great asset to other people. And you talked about standing up for people who are in that situation, and you don't have to tell them get you know you got to lose weight. We got we know you got to lose weight but show them what's possible. And that's what we do here in the show is we share stories so people can listen and relate and say, if he did it, I can do it. And the fact that you're out there giving Absolutely. hope to people in that situation, it, it's, it's a real gift to give back to the community. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing that, you know, anybody that has lost weight, you can be proud of it, but you're not doing anything positive with it really until you Get to help other people. Seek them out. Find somebody that is not there yet and never be like, this is what you need to do or you should do this. Share your story. Say, in my personal experience, I was where you are. I decided that it was time for a change. I decided that DDPY was my particular transportation from that extra large size into, I'm still a big guy, but I can move and I can enjoy life, you know, and just share your story and maybe they'll go that, like you said, maybe that story can become my story too. That's so important with all of these things. I think that's one of the most amazing things about the community as a whole, not just any particular little spot, is that you can always find someone. And I guarantee you, everybody laughs at me when I say this, but you're never as alone and you're never as stuck as you think you are. Yes, ma'am, you are 100 correct. Absolutely. I mean, in this community, there's thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah. And there's so many of us that have had success and that have pushed through and that have changed the tale, the ending of how our story was going to be. That 
come and check out what we have on our library, and maybe you can rewrite the ending of your story. And there's plenty of us here that would be more than happy to share that with you. So, Jason, when I was coming back from Summit um, from Georgia, I was on a flight to Toronto, and um, I came up with this quote, and it kind of sticks. I need it on a shirt or something. But it says, DDPY has never been about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. Yeah. You know, the world could do with a few more proctologists. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's where I was for decades. And it wasn't until I was almost 40 before I finally got it out of there and decided it was time to change. So I'm with you. I love that statement. It's so funny because the amounts of cognitive dissonance it takes to ignore not only what you've got going on, your problem, but your ability to change it. Every time I always had the why I can't, I can't do it because of this, right? I don't have this or I can't, I'm not built like that. And it, I mean, they always say you can lie to everyone, you can't lie to yourself, and I always say, bullshit, I can lie to myself better than anybody. And uh, right. I did. I lied to myself for years. And in that moment, you're fighting. You're fighting so hard to stay where you are, which is miserable. And you think that changing is going to be such a hard sacrifice, and it is. But once you start putting those wheels into motion, you realize that changing is enjoyable. And changing feels good, even in the beginning, when it's hard, when it's really hard, and you're fighting to, to, to stay where you are. And I keep telling people that eating healthy tastes good. Working out feels good. Being, you know, changing your life feels good in the process. And we almost put it in such a negative light, like it's going to be some kind of, like, just, you know, starvation quest. But it's fun, and it feels good. And you're better for it. Yep. And losing that fear of happiness because being miserable is comfortable. Whenever you realize how absolutely asinine that entire concept and mindset is, and, you know, being afraid of happiness, being comfortable in your own misery, Life doesn't have to be like that. Life can be, I can find comfort. I can find happiness in doing hard, tough things and changing my life and taking control and finding happiness and realizing that misery is just that. Misery. It is not comfort. It's not your friend. I have a question, Jason, and I'm really very interested in what your answer is going to be because I know you've thought about this. What would new Jason tell old Jason? I've thought a lot about that. Yeah. And be like, dude, you're going to be through a lot in your life, but you're going to take, you have to take, the ability to say do better every day and find the aspects of your life that you can do better in 
not everything is fully in your control. I love how Dallas said your response to it is in your control. Yeah. You have people that you can help. You have a son that you need to be here for. Be a better man every day because you're worth it. He's worth it. The people that you can help is worth it as well. Live for yourself and others. I think that's great. And one of the lessons I got from you, Jason, from researching your story is that um, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Sometimes you need to. Yeah. I'm I'm going uh, to have a little twist turn on that question. I'm going to throw a little twist in there just because I just thought of it and I thought it might be an interesting thing to explore. What does new Jason say to future Jason? Ooh, that'd be good. Ooh. New Jason to future Jason. Well, it can be, look how far you've come. And just still a Dr. Seuss book title, Oh, the places you'll go. And, you know, where have you been? Look what you've done. Can you look back in your life and say that, yes, you helped people out. Yes, you were there for your son. And I know that future Jason's going to be able to say, I did all I could to help people. And yes, I did all I could to be there for my son. And then I could ask myself, was it worth it? You can say, yeah, I just wish I would have started sooner. I'm so proud of you. Oh. I love it. And and we all wish we could start things sooner. We all wish we could do things better or earlier. But the fact that you started is, is such an amazing thing. And a lot of people in your situation, let's just be honest, they don't start. They don't change. They don't – they accept their reality. They wilt away and die. Like people in that situation a lot of times just don't pull themselves out of it. And that – could have just as easily been your outcome and yeah. your son who's a teenager right now who's going to be graduating high school and that your chair is going to be empty like that could have been your reality but the ability to dig in there and, and fight for that and put the work in because as you put the work in that's it's, it's an amazing comeback story but Let's just be real. It could have gone very differently, but you took back control when you did. You didn't take it earlier, but you took it then, and now you're here. Yeah. And, man, do I wish I could have told, could have told myself, start earlier. But sure. you know, we all have to be ready and willing to do it in our own time. And I spent years allowing excuses to become reasons not to. Years of saying, oh, I'm tired today, or I don't like this food, or, boy, it's really hard to get up and go for a walk whenever it's cold outside or it's hot outside, or I'm going to miss this, or I'm going to miss that. Those are all excuses. Get rid of the excuses. Don't allow them to become reasons to keep you from living a better life and to be a positive impact on those around you, to be strong enough to be both kind and gentle to yourself and to others. 
Big mindset shift. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is a hell of a reflection when you look back in a mirror. I mean, it, yes, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But I'm glad that I finally did. And, you know, I, I'm excited whenever I get on the Facebook page and I see these other people that did swallow that bitter pill and change to have gone to summit and see the people that changed to go to any kind of meeting. Like last year, I was able to go to Chicago's meetup and see those people that had changed. You know, it's, it's inspiring to me uh, to see all these, all these others that have decided to take control of their lives and, you know, one of the things that I do in the DDP Yoga Facebook group is I run a monthly challenge where I put together a schedule for each day of the month. I've been doing this with Dr. Caitlin Kay for over a year now. And every day I pop in there, I put up the comment, and people respond to it. And I get to see all these people that are consistently changing their lives. I mean... Lynette and Christopher have been in every single day for over a year with us. And, you know, if you have seen the journey that Lynette Maggard has done or that Christopher Seals has done, it means so much to me that me putting together a schedule and putting up a comment each day helped those two every day for the past 12 and a half months. That inspires me to keep on going too. So you got to find that inspiration around you. And Dallas and, and every one of those instructors that you see up on the screen, whenever you're in the app or if you're ever noticing anything going on with DDPY, they get just as energized seeing all these people making changes. And I used to think that was silly or it was a cliche. But, man, is it ever real? And that's powerful. It's a cult, isn't it, Mike? No, no, there was a joke that when I first started DDPY, you know, Everyone was so nice to me that I thought, oh, damn, I must have stumbled into a call. <laughs> Nobody's this nice on the Internet. <laughs> uh, uh, no. uh, but, um, no, I mean, I, I, I love it. I love it, and I, I love your story, and I'm inspired by your story, and um, I'm excited to see where you go with it. And, and if somebody's listening to this right now and they're where you're at, where they're feeling kind of low and helpless and desperate and, they order these, you know, the app for the first time and or the DVDs or what have you, and they're looking for some inspiration to start, looking for some guidance to start. What do you tell somebody day one that's nervous and scared for the change that they're about to make? What do you tell them for, uh, for, to inspire them to take that uh, jump that you took? Well, for that it is you can be overwhelmed because there's a lot of things that can overwhelm you. But you know what? 
if you've taken the first step on changing your life, if you've taken that first step, you can take a second. And if you need guidance, if it's overwhelming with the amount of options like on the app or on the DVD and you're not sure where to start, reach out to this community because everyone wants to see everyone else succeed. If you have questions, there's a bunch of us that have been around for years, you know, on the app, the people with over a million points. You know, I'm, I'm right at 1.7 million on the app. I've been doing it for a long time. I've done a bunch of the workout. I have a number of people that message me and they're like, I'm just starting. What do I need to do? And I'll tell them, follow the DDPY schedule. But if you want to add more, do this. And if you need to modify down, don't be ashamed of it. Have at it. Because we all have to modify in some way. Sometimes we modify down. Sometimes we modify up. Sometimes the same workout the next day may be more difficult or easier. But you'll never know unless you just stick with it. It's like I've told so many people, like whenever you go into college, I remember I had a professor that walked in and said to me, in college, the number one thing to be able to be successful here is keep showing up. Yep. Through osmosis, you're going to get some of it. Through diligence, you'll get the rest. I was like, that's such All right. a great. So we show great, up. That's such a great point. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's Same that's incredible. I, I love that you 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 put that that way because being consistent is one of the greatest things you can do in this program. There's a lot of people who yeah. go through phases. There's a lot of people who try this diet and try this diet and try this workout. The people that are here consistently and stick around, no matter how much or how little, they're somewhat successful, and you're successful by showing up. And we talked to Arthur a couple of years ago on the show, and he said the number one thing that helps me is the schedule, just making time for it and keep showing up and getting on the mat. Even if I do one minute, the act of showing up makes it uh, makes everything stick, and it's such a crucial part of this program. So I love that you put that like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, a couple of years ago after my dad passed away, I, I, I took a lot of like, I did a lot of thinking and, and I started to realize all the things he did for me that I'd never even noticed, you know, all just the little things to the big things, all the sacrifices you make as a parent that go unappreciated until you become older yourself and you're finally able to kind of just uh, realize and understand all that your parents did for me. And, and I'm, I'm positive that when your son gets old enough to have a family of his own and all grown up, he's going to look back and I'm sure he realizes it now, but he's truly going to realize the sacrifice that you made to make sure his life was good. And uh, it's a special thing that you did for him. And it's a special thing you did for yourself too. Uh, it's you and him against the world, you know? And, and I think it's imp- yes. pretty impressive that you, you took that kind of, uh, initiative to make sure that you were there for him. Yeah, that dude is my life. I've said it time and time again, and some people may be like, this guy has to say this again. I'll tell you what, I will spend the next, if I'm blessed to be alive for another 40 years, I'll be more than happy to say that every day of those years left. That boy is my life. And I've turned to be 
more proud of him as who he is, and I can't feel more privileged to be a part of that, to watch him grow and to see the young man that he's becoming and to imagine where he's going to be to just be there to support him. But that took me showing up for myself. It's not selfish to show up for yourself because if you're not around to show up for them, who will be? You're worth showing up for yourself so you can show up for them. Well, you guys are lucky to have each other. So uh, thank you for uh, coming on with us today. And uh, we only got a couple well, more minutes left, me. but I, I appreciate you, you checking in with us. And I'd love for you to come back on and give us an update if you're available sometime down the line. But it was a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely, in both ways. And, I, Crystal, I appreciate you reaching out and being like, hey, would you mind talking with us? And <laughs> my my little self going, that's kind of scary. But Okay. I'm, I've, yeah, I've stepped out in, in other <laughs> things, so I wanted to step out and be a part of what both of you do. So, Chris, I appreciate you for reaching out to me and thank you, Mike, for putting up with me, and you both for putting up with me. <laughs> so, you're welcome and thank oh. you. <laughs> thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. And, and next time, we'll have to have you come on and and destroy your team red headbands uh, on the on the show. And <laughs> Stop oh, it. Well, <laughs> Stop it. That's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm still getting my T-shirt frame that Garrett signed. So, I mean, if oh. the head, headbands go, which I can't wear them as headbands. I, I put them up on my biceps instead because, you know, it's, that, that's where I wear mine at, just to make sure Garrett gets a good laugh out of it. Uh, well, I wear I wear my team red headband jock strap just for Garrett, so... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Well, I'm sure that I means love more to him than any others. <laughs> Do you see uh, what I put I up it. with? Good Lord. I do, uh, and you're yeah, a well, very that... strong woman. Blue tarantula <laughs> loving or not. Yes, I see that you're uh, a strong woman. <laughs> uh, I can hear my wife's eyes rolling in the other room, so <laughs> let's... Uh, <laughs> we'll, but uh, all right, well, thank you guys so much. We appreciate it, and and we always like to wrap up the show here with one of Crystal's world famous quote of the week. And I know for a fact you've been down in your study for hours and days, coming up with something perfect to uh, blast us off into next week. So, without any further ado, Crystal, what kind of inspiration yeah. you got for us tonight? Inquiring so, minds want to know. Uh-huh. This this is for you, Jason. I found this, and it showed at me. You had a purpose before anyone had an opinion. Keep going. Well, now you're just trying to make me cry. No, no. That was beautiful. Well, I'll that one is hard. I love it. I love it. Perfect quote to end the night, and uh, great episode. Thank you so much, uh, Jason Sparks Sr. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we had you on the show. It's a pleasure to talk to you, and I wish you uh, success and, and good luck and good fortune and all of the above, and I know you'll work very hard to keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing. So we appreciate you being here. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And you all take good care of yourself out there. 
Thank you. Uh, right, absolutely. And Crystal, as always, great job. Thank you for all yes. you do. Thank you for all the uh, the work you put into everything. Uh, another great show, another great episode, another great guest. You're the best at what you do. So thank you for bringing us this amazing story. Once again, I know you put in a lot of work, and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so very much. All right. Until next week, have a great week. And uh, rest in peace, Terry Funk. Terry Funk forever. Yeah. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Page. Oh! Oh! Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. Cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.